While Fuller House may be a family show, the Fullest House podcast is not. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to the Forest House Podcast, the premier Fuller House podcast on the internet. That's right, Erica and Kyle of the Fuller House Podcast. We'll see you next Sunday night at Lucha Kaboom. No holds barred. I'm Zach Horowitz. I'm Mark Green. And I'm Harrison Bloom. And, uh, yeah, I, we felt like we really had to get into the spirit of this week's episode. <laughs> right. The spirit of competition. The spirit of hitting dudes in the face and slamming them on the ground. If it wasn't obvious for from the very aggressive energy that we brought into that intro... You're welcome. Uh, this episode is about wrestling. Hell yeah. Not just Hell any yeah. kind of wrestling. Mexican wrestling. I don't know anything about wrestling, so I'll take a step back here. Mm-hmm. I mean, as someone who went through a huge WWE phase in, like, second grade... Of course you fucking did. <laughs> yeah, I was there for it. I remember. Oh yeah, elementary school... I'm not actually judging you. I just thought that reaction would be funny. You, we, Harrison, you were there. Everyone had that phase. Every, everyone had a wrestling... Yeah, I was there. I went through the wrestling phase. I didn't go to elementary school with you guys. I had no wrestling phase. Okay, fair enough. In elementary school, we went. everyone went through a wrestling Whoa, phase. Whoa, revealing personal information on the podcast. How scandalous. Okay, should we not do that? Hey, Tyler. Hey, Tyler. Um... Just cut that out. I know we're talking over each other a lot, and I'm sorry for that. <laughs> we we had a talk beforehand. We had a talk beforehand. We told each other, guys, we need to do better this episode, all right? We got to cut the shit. We got to do good this time. And we are clearly very much not doing good, so we're very sorry, Tyler. I know we create so much work for you. I really do want you to be happy. I just wanted you to know that, man. I care about you. I'm not afraid to say it. I, I really think masculinity isn't about being, like, strong all the time. It's about being secure and stable with your emotions. So I just want... I think the most masculine thing to say is, like, I love you, man. That's not toxic masculinity. Anyway, wrestling? Yeah, wrestling. fuck that. The most manly thing is wrestling. So, so, so we begin this episode... Uh, God, how did... We, right, uh, Action Jackson comes in, uh, and he's banged up. He's got scrapes on his arms, and he's wearing... His, his friend's jacket because he doesn't want to show his mom as he's going through another phase that every elementary schooler goes through the jackass phase because he's a jackass i don't know if you guys know this but jackson is a bit of a bad boy yeah and that yes. definitely shows this episode he's definitely a bit of a bad boy this is his baddest boy episode quite yeah. possibly i mean are there any other episodes in the series where jackson gets physically injured <laughs> Are there any other episodes where he straps his brother with pillows and then pile drives him? <laughs> no, wait, not pile drives. That's different. But he body slams him. Jumps off of like a shed and then tags out uh, in order for a fully grown man to jump on him. <laughs> but I digress. We're, we'll get there when we get there, viewer. We're just, we're just going to whet your appetites for now. You know, we'll give you a little taste. And then we're going to just do our normal recap style thing. And then when we get there, it's going to be so perfect. Anyways. DJ is upset with Jackson because she feels he's spending too much time with that no good Bobby Popko. Mm-hmm. I always forget. We, we, we always forget Popko has a first name that isn't this Popko. Is, yeah. Let's talk about Popko. This is the yeah. first episode with recurring character 
Robert Popko. <laughs> Robert Popko. Robert Popko. He prefers Bobby, Mark. He prefers Bobby, but we, okay, we will, I will call I will call him Robert. But we oh no, we're we're referring to him as Robert Popko. I I'm just saying that <laughs> for the sake of our viewers, they need to know we can't just feed out in non-accurate information. You know, our our viewers deserve better. That's right. So Rob Popko is even more of a bad boy than Jackson is. Oh yeah. He is. And I I just I feel like it should be remarked upon that Popko is not as bad as he usually is in this episode. No. No. He, he has some good moments. Popko was kind of working for me in yeah, this episode. Yeah, we were watching yeah. through this the first time just like on our own. We're like the first couple seasons or so, we all just did not like Popko as a character. And we heard he was coming in this episode, and we were like, oh, this dude again. But, like, no, he was actually kind of good. I described Popko to Tyler, who hasn't seen the show before, as, quote, a shitty teen. Yeah, that's that's usually what he is summed up best as. Here, he's just kind of a dummy, who's and, and kind of a wise-ass, because his, his, his yeah. parents are out, and he kind of... He takes pride in his independence from them when, when DJ shows he's, up. He's causing Jackson to get into trouble. Mm-hmm. He's such a bad boy. Uh, so DJ doesn't approve of Jackson hanging around with this Robert Popko kid. And she's like, hey, uh, y- you gotta not go there. You gotta stop, please. You want to take that again? No. No, I do not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah dj says and i quote hey you gotta stop going there you gotta stop going there please i'm asking you real nice please stop i don't watch you over there please don't go end quote and see and believe it or not he listens i mean with that convincing voice of pure conviction how can you not listen and the episode is over. Jackson listens to DJ, and that's the end of the episode. It was two minutes long, and it was great. <laughs> Solid episode. Well, that concludes another episode of the Fullest House podcast. It's the littler episodes of character growth yeah. that really count. I'm not. They released. It was a series of web shorts, right? Just to flesh out the universe. <laughs> right. Of course. Yeah. It's a world building. But uh, yeah, despite uh, DJ's very convincing plea, Jackson is still not convinced. <laughs> We're sorry. We we uh we 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 pulled a prank on you. I'm sorry. I couldn't let this prank go on any further. I I want to I want to provide the most accurate information to our listeners. And I'm sorry, but Mark and Harrison are just they've been pranking a lot today. I don't know what's gotten into them. They're turning into bad boys in front of my very eyes. <laughs> it's the influence of that Bobby Popko. Yes. I. But you're right. We're we're used to just joking around the three of us, but we have. We have listeners now, maybe, hopefully. Please, I hope people are listening. Please listen to our podcast. We have responsibilities to the truth. That's right. Do we want to talk about Kimmy and Ramona dancing? Yeah, that's yes. also a thing that happens this episode. Yeah. Yeah, it, it cuts from you're not allowed to see Bobby Pop go to... I don't know why I'm referring to him by his first and last name each time. It's just Popko. Especially when it's just Popko. It cuts over to Ramona and her friends practicing a dance, and we see them dancing for all of, like, two seconds, and then the audience applauds. <laughs> yeah. And they're done. It was really quick. Yeah, it was <laughs> like, you couldn't afford... We really needed all that time in the episode for other things. 
That five more seconds made the whole difference. Yo, that two seconds of dancing was lit. To be fair, we've spent a lot of time talking about this episode and nothing has happened. Yeah. Yep. We're fixating. But I mean, I feel like that's just, uh, that's normal for us at this point. You guys, yeah, well, actually, yeah. no, I don't know if that is normal for us at this point. You guys are being bad wait, boys. Wait, 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 Zach, 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 stop. You, I, the way you start to say you guys, like you were going to blame Harrison and I for taking too long. <laughs> because you guys have been the ones pulling pranks on our listeners. <laughs> You're turning into bad boys in front of my very How eyes. dare you? We're dragging you down. You know what? You know what? The podcast is over, Zach. I hate you now. You're no longer my friend. No, Mark, I'm sorry. I'm just trying to get into the pro wrestling spirit because later Stephanie comes in and he's like, and she's like, hey, I, I got tickets to this Mexican wrestling event. And Mac is all like, oh, cool. I want to go. And Jackson's like, I want to go too. But DJ's like, okay, but you got to stay away from the Popco. And Jackson's like, okay, but then he doesn't. That's true. I was going to jump in earlier and say that it was all a prank, but you went on for a while there. (laughs) (laughs) What were we talking about dancing? So, yes, Stephanie is... No, wait, Stephanie comes in later. Ramona is practicing her dance routine with her group, and then Timmy, their sponsor slash coach, comes in with possibly dangerous Oreo knockoffs that she can't put next to an open flame. It's established at the top of the episode that Kimmy has been shopping at the 89 cents store which is mm. comedy gold and yeah. she's bought norios which you have to keep away from an open exactly flame, which that part of the joke i actually did if like. you I keep them if that. you keep them close mm-hmm. to an open fire they'll just explode probably we don't figure out what happens if you eat them by an open fire but i think they it explode. is that they're heated and they do they don't like blow up and it's ash it's that they explode into a bunch of different directions and there's mm. cookie shrapnel all up in your face yeah so uh <laughs> if you value your life <laughs> Don't eat Norios near an open fire. It'll kill you. I'd like to think that Norios is secretly involved with, like, the petroleum industry. Can we just talk about what a blatant product placement that was for Norios? Yeah. Exactly! I mean, come on. We thought... It was ridiculous. It wasn't... Yeah, it was just blatant product placement. I... Hibisco must have just paid them tons and tons of money to devote that much of the episode. You guys didn't laugh at my awesome knockoff Nabisco company. <laughs> it was very funny. I, was there a problem? You guys didn't laugh at my very funny joke. I'm sorry, I missed it. Tensions are rising between the good time boys. <laughs> this is the episode where we break apart. This is, yeah, this is the episode where the band breaks apart and then there's like a giant redemption arc where we all realize that friendship is more important. Just to think, 10 minutes ago, we were declaring war on the other Fuller, Fuller House podcast. We were we were friends. We were brothers. No, I think war is still happening. It's just a civil war now. But a house divided against itself will not stand against the Fuller House podcast. The Fullest House podcast must unite. Exactly. We got to get our shit together, all right? You know what Erica and Kyle are probably thinking right now? You know what Erica and Kyle are probably thinking right now? They're probably like, wow, look at these guys. They're not united. I really respect Erica and Kyle's relationship. Yeah, we really respect the relationship. (laughs) We're not laughing at Erica and Kyle. We're laughing at us. We haven't listened to an episode of that podcast. We just discovered it existed because we don't do our research. We just got exposed as fake fans. (laughs) Congratulations on the Jody Sweeten interview. We did see that on your Twitter page. You you are doing it better than we are. (laughs) Don't say that. 
<laughs> we we're the premier full fuller house podcast on the internet. yeah i'm we sorry this ourselves. is a very real feud you're going down it's very this is a very <laughs> real, very it's a very real feud Grr. we'll see you in the ring next sunday <laughs> anyway we're more or less two scenes into the episode <laughs> uh, <laughs> and uh later we meet up with dj at her place of work mm-hmm. uh, yes right. and it's the second appearance of matt Harmon, which imdb decided was important enough to go in the trivia section that it's the second appearance of matt well to be fair he is a total hunk he is. Oh, yeah. He is. And uh, Matt comes in. He's, he's a hunk. And he's like, hey, DJ, look what I just found. I did an x-ray on this dog, and he ate this kid's homework, and it was the funniest shit I've ever seen. <laughs> You're de- I, I'm, I'm laughing, but I'm legitimately laughing about your delivery of that line. That was very good, Zach. Thank you. Thank <laughs> you. I'm hilarious. I'm hilarious. I hope this is interesting to listen to. I feel very out of it right now. Well, I, you know. It, don't worry. We're doing great. We're doing great. We're we're doing great. We're you doing know great. we we're good at guys, this. We're guys, right, oh, quick, quick, quick huddle, quick huddle. Okay, guys. All right, <laughs> guys. Uh huh. Uh-huh. We got we got yes, we got to cut the shit. All right. That's we're, right. We're the fucking good time boys. All right. We're the fucking okay. fullest house podcast. We don't take this shit from anybody. We had our entire pep talk earlier. Does that mean nothing to you guys? We said we were gonna do good this episode. All right. All right, now let's do You're good right, this coach. episode. All right, good time boys on right, three. Okay. Good time boys on three. One, two, right. three. Good, good time, time boys. boys. anyways back to the episode so dj's tracking her son on her phone and matt says isn't that a violation of his privacy and dj says yes but i'm gonna (laughs) do it anyway i think specifically she says no it's not stalking him i'm just watching him watching him and his every move without his permission it's i genuinely liked that line yeah it was was a good line it was was a good line i try to be fair and it had a good follow-up when she's leaving and he says, oh, what, you're going to embarrass uh, your son in front of all his friends? And she says, no, I'm just going to drive up, honk the horn, drag him out by his ear and, like, throw him in the batch seat and drive off. Duh. She's a mom. She's a mom. And that's her entire character. It is a very specific character in game. I've come to appreciate that. <laughs> I will look down on it a bit because DJ is very much in a box, but... You do kind of know who DJ is. DJ is mom. That's yeah, fair. that's fair. She's the mom. I Oh, I did want to say, but yes, Harrison, like you said, she leaves. She finds out that Jackson is at Popko's house. And so she leaves to go and drag him back and embarrass him. And I had a bit of an issue with the fact that DJ leaves her job in the middle of the day to embarrass her son. Yeah, that's a valid point. <laughs> I did not think of that until you brought it up right then and there. But it's like, yeah, no. No other reason. Just imagine, like, if she had, like, any other job. She And and Matt had just walked in saying, this dog swallowed, and it's not just homework, it's a flash drive. This dog swallowed some electronics. DJ, you have to get that flash drive out of the dog. But no, she has to go embarrass her she's son. So irresponsible. I'm just imagining like what it would be like if it was like any other job. Like she's just working at McDonald's and she realizes that she needs to go embarrass Jackson. So like in the middle of like taking someone's order at McDonald's, she's like, "Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, I gotta go. I gotta go. Uh, <laughs> I gotta go grab my son by the ear and drag him." The manager says, "Hey, Deej. Hey, Deej. You're fired. Um, you can't do that. <laughs> if you do that, 
You, we will fire you. But my son, he's at Popko's house. Oh, Popko's house. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't understand. No, no, go, DJ. Run. Run, DJ, run. run. I need to put a stop to this right away. And then she leaves. End scene. Yeah. And then they instantly fire her. <laughs> and then she leaves to thunderous applause from the patrons of yes. this McDonald's. They, they give her chicken McNuggets for good exactly. luck. Exactly. Chicken nuggies. Anyways, over at Popko's house. <laughs> so, yeah, DJ, or at Popko's house, Jackson is gearing up for the stunt of a lifetime. And what this stunt is, is literally just like jumping off a shed and onto Max, who is uh, heavily armored. I put like air quotes around that because it's just a bunch of like pillows and a helmet. But they whack him with a bat, and he says he doesn't feel it. Yeah, so it's, like, you know, a bunch of hits from wiffle ball bats. Yeah. That's that's a pretty good measure of safety, not going to lie, you know? Yeah. yeah. I, I think that's what the military does, right? Yeah. <laughs> I think that, I think it is. You you can deliver, like, a good 100 pounds of force with a wiffle ball bat. I mean, anything stronger than a wiffle ball bat kind of goes more into, like, inhumane territory, you know? There's, like, uh, there's like there's, you know, a moral dilemma behind it. Anyways, so Jackson gets ready to jump off and onto Max, uh, and before he does, he decides, you know, this is too scary for me. I'm going to tag out my friend, this fully grown man, to do the stunt for me. <laughs> I The way you describe that makes it sound like, I wish it was, and Jackson says, hey, I can't do this. He's like, hey, Rico, could you come yeah, up like, and tags do, in do this jump for me? But no, it's just Jackson is wearing, has a mask on his face. And he, before he does the jump, he pulls the mask down. I'm pretty sure I said, ooh, stunt double. It cuts yes. away. It cuts back and there's a grown ass man on the Yeah, like, it's very clearly just a grown like he's, man. Like he's a foot taller. Yeah, like a, <laughs> at least a foot taller than Jackson. And he, and he jumps like a pro. Whips his arms out. He flies like an eagle. Onto what I assume is a dummy Max. of Max. It was probably a dummy. That was that was a dummy, right? It, yeah, it had I, yeah, they oh, did it. No, I'm sure they had the actual <laughs> actor there. There's an actual child. They're like, hey, Max, uh, do you want to just uh, lie down here while this grown ass man jumps off on top of you? I'm... In the theme of me being out of it, I feel like I'm shouting a lot in this episode. Again, Tyler, I just want to Look, apologize. we're all getting in that pro wrestling spirit. We're all feeling very intense right now, which is good. It's good. We're high we're energy. Good. We're, do we're, we're doing good, We're guys, preparing right? for the steel cage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Guys, hands in, hands, hands in, in, hands in. in. All right, good time, boys, on three. All right, one, two, three. Good, good time, boys. Um, I have written down, in reference to this scene, uh, Max is being very cute in this episode. yeah. Yes, he was very cute uh, in this episode. Good episode for Max. It yeah. is. Yeah, we cute. He had the opening joke where, where Jackson bribed him with Jolly Ranchers, but then he gives them back like an honorable gent because he, he failed to keep his mouth shut. And then uh and then he, he takes that he takes that stunt like a man. Yeah, you like know? a man. He just lays down, I'm ready. He just, like, goes full on, like, starfish. Jump on me, full-grown man. He takes it like a man, or like a dummy, wrapped <laughs> in pillows. <laughs> uh. I like how we've definitely established that, Harrison, you do think that the actual actor did the stuff. I don't actually... <laughs> no, that he's just, he's just saying that. No, you can... I think he doth protest too much. The character was there, not the actor. The character was there, though. 
That that is canon. Yeah, well who do you think who do you think was playing the character Harrison? <laughs> Alright, now that we've thoroughly shamed Harrison, let's move on to the next scene. Which I think is uh, Ramona and her friends dancing with Stephanie. Yeah, they dance with Stephanie. They sneak into Ramona's room to practice because uh, they don't like that Kimmy Gibbler lady. She's a no good. She wants to impose her dance to the Gibbler Gallop on them, which we did not mention earlier. I was about to say we didn't mention the Gibbler Gallop, which is very central to this episode. It is. It's it's a very important plot point that I apologize that we glossed over. Yes. It's very important. It's it's very important not just for this episode, but for like the series as a whole. Yes, it's well that's how they defeat the Lord of Darkness. Yeah. King of Ravens. Yeah, they main at, at they the make end. the house as full as they can, because only a fuller house can defeat the e- the evil demon lord. The Lord of Darkness ripped a hole open to the demon dimension, and only the cast of Fuller House can stop him. Specifically by doing the Gibbler Gallop. Yes, it's because it has ancient magics. Yes. If I haven't said it before, uh, guys, I think we should write a screenplay. Oh, yes. This should be the spinoff. We, in, the, in the vein of us pitching a spinoff every episode. This is today's spinoff, something that's completely different. <laughs> <laughs> To be fair, isn't that the point of a spinoff? Fair. In my defense, I'm just saying, like... No, no, I understand. But anyways. Anyways, um, Kimmy walks in, and she's hurt that Ramona wants to dance with Stephanie instead of doing Kimmy's bad dance. (laughs) What? No. Yeah, I have it written down in my notes. Kimmy is hurt because Ramona doesn't want to do her bad dance. So what what Kimmy decides to do in retaliation is just bust a move on these children, including things classic such as the Carlton and the MC Hammer dance. Stop. Kimmy time. That concludes the part of the episode where we say... <laughs> yeah, introducing our new... Um, our new bit musical bits um <laughs> yeah musical bits that'll be um tyler if you could just edit that in front um, <laughs> that'll be sort of like the intro to musical bits our recurring segment that will surely be in every episode we didn't want to we yeah we didn't want to just like force it upon you guys that way but you know when the opportunity comes it comes you know i'm a wild card when i see a transition i'll go for it speaking of transitions it's time for the sad boy of the week I so thought you were going to say, speaking of recurring bits that we do every week. Oh, that would have been better. I'm off my game. I'm I'm <laughs> off my transition game. I don't know about you guys, but uh, I'm feeling very out of it today. <laughs> so we've established that two out of the three of us are very out of it today. I Harrison, think all of us feel? are out. I'm feeling sort of out of it as well. So mm. I, I think it's serving Listen, us very well. The chaotic well right energy now. in this episode is going to make it just an instant classic. Yeah. This is the episode where we lose our fucking minds. Yes. Anyways, okay, do we want to do sad boy of the week? Yeah, I just queued it up, Mark. Yeah. What do you think? Do you think I'm just some kind of amateur who's just gonna mention the sad boy of the week and then not do it? I'm sorry, that came off as so much more aggressive. I'm I'm sorry, that came off as so much more aggressive than I thought it was going to, and I apologize. No, no, I, I defamed your honor, and that's on me. I know how much honor means to you. Zach. I'm a very honorable person, and honor means a lot. But I I, I feel as though you know. I, I was a little too rude to you back then, and it was uh, it was not it was very un unhonorable of me, very unbecoming of me, and I apologize. Do you accept my apology? Uh, so who are I accept? I accept. Thank who you. are our nominees? 
<laughs> hmm. Let's see. Our nominees. Okay. Um. Hmm. I'm having a hard time. Possibly, possibly Kimmy. I Kimmy sprang to mind. Yeah, Kimmy is definitely yeah, an option. Kimmy is uh is a good choice. Because, uh, you know, with her, 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 you know, she just doesn't read the room, you know? She can't take a hint. The Gibbler Gallop, her bad dance. Yes. Yeah, her, the Gibbler Gallop, which I understand is a time-honored Gibbler tradition, but... Passed from generation you know, to generation. Uh, of course. As we've established in our <laughs> in our conversation. As is tradition. Um, but, yes. Every hundred years they have to perform it to defeat the Lord of Darkness. Yeah, of course. But, you know, in a dance competition... Maybe not appropriate, Kimmy, and you might want to take a step back. It's not even a competition, it's just a performance. Because uh, they go to the Lucha Kaboom thing, and um, they uh, perform the dance. And the spoiler, one of the girls uh, gets food poisoning very suspiciously at the end. Which leads to Kimmy just throwing off her tearaway clothes to reveal that she had her outfit on the entire time and totally didn't poison that girl, what are you talking about? <laughs> but by the way, this isn't in the text of the episode. This is our head canon that Kimmy poisoned the girl so well, she could join. She in. did say, like, by the way, I know what you're thinking, and I totally didn't do it. Yeah, she did say that. Oh, okay. I missed that line. I missed that line. That's on me. I'm sorry. <laughs> and it's just like, nah, she totally did it. She totally did it. Like, I'd I'd be surprised if it was revealed that she did not. It's all too coincidental. I also do think it's noteworthy that Stephanie says when the girls look to Stephanie to join in, because Stephanie is the cool one. Mm -hmm. Stephanie says, your, your final dance team member should be the best dancer. And that's Kimmy. And that's when Kimmy stands up and rips her jacket open. She's wearing the uniform and Kimmy is completely validated. <laughs> uh, she wins. That's right. They do the Gibbler Gallop. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Because they do their normal, they do their normal dance. But then Stephanie's like, "We're gonna do an encore," and then they all do the Gibbler Gallop. Which I will say, I said this during the episode. I was very disappointed that like the other two girls in the back were just like, when uh, Ramona says we're gonna do the Gibbler Gallop, they should have just been like, "What? No, no, we didn't agree to this. We don't want to do your weird <laughs> dance." We haven't memorized the Gibbler Gallop. That's not in our muscle memory. What are you talking about? I really do have an issue with how this all resolves because it feels very classic this of like, all right, we were mean to Kimmy. Now let's do her dance. Let's all let Kimmy do her weird dance. But like Kimmy's a grown woman. I feel like maybe the lesson should be sometimes you got to step back. Yeah. And let your kid do your own, do their own thing. Yeah. I'm, I'm with you. <laughs> um, yeah, that's what it, sh that's what the lesson should have been. But instead Kimmy wins. So I think she's kind of sad. She she has to be part of the dance crew and do her weird dance. I think mm -hmm. another nominee is probably Jackson. He spends the entire episode as a bit of a sad boy. Yeah. That's right. He does a lot of things that hurt himself um, <laughs> gleefully. And then... And then, uh, yeah, we didn't mention this part yet, but the end where he comes into the wrestling ring he for some reason. He sneaks out of his house. Wearing a mask. Because his mom ground because DJ grounds him. Because Max is dressed up like one of the wrestlers, and the wrestler is also very short. So Jackson thinks that the <laughs> pro wrestlers are beating up his little brother, and he jumps into the ring. 
Oh, that's what happened. Okay, well, I also, yes. I also do want to bring up, you kind of skip that, uh, after all these misadventures with Pop Go, DJ grounds him and is like, you can't go to the wrestling event. But then halfway through, she's like, oh, I've changed my mind. I'm going I'm to I'm bring him down here. And she goes to call him. But uh, he's already snuck out. And Pop Go and the dog are home alone with Jackson's phone. What exactly was the plan? Like, just have... Jackson, like, what, take the monorail? He can't drive. He somehow got well, there. Jackson got there, no problem. Yeah, that's true, yeah. A- age of Uber. I Yeah, famously, San Francisco is a walking city. Oh, is it? Okay, yeah. No, I, I have no idea. I was joking. Oh, okay. I don't think so. L.A. isn't. L.A., everybody drives everywhere. Yeah. Um, I, I've been to San Francisco. It's been a long time. Though. Yeah. They do have great public transportation. I was... I was 100% joking. And anyways, uh, so he goes in. He's uh, presented with the most uh, dishonorable of things you can do in uh, Mexican wrestling. And he is unmasked for the audience <gasps> by two guys in chicken costumes. That's right. It's it's a great moment of shame. And, and DJ sees him and her mama bear instincts activate. That is the line. That's literally the line. And she jumps into the ring and single-handedly assaults these people who were play-fighting with Jackson. DJ just starts kicking fucking ass. <laughs> to be fair, uh, King Haguarito, the wrestler, also joins in, and they double-team the two chickens and just kick their asses. That's true. That's right. I, I do want to point out that she's not just doing wrestling things. She's, like, fucking punching them. Yeah. She's just wailing away at these professional fighters. And here's the thing. Here's the thing, though. I think when that happened, we are so desensitized to whenever there's a stage or an event, the characters from Fuller House get involved and are just fucking fantastic at whatever they do. Mm-hmm. That when that happened, when DJ jumped into the ring and started just beating on the competition, my reaction was not, what? My reaction was, sure. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, okay, sure. Sure. You know, you know what? Yeah. You know when you yeah. you know when you watch a show and you're just like, what? Well, we just watch Fuller House and we're like, oh, sure. This is exactly the same as when they go to a concert and the performing artists are like, hey, we're gonna bring our friend DJ up here, and then DJ sings and everybody's like, that was great, DJ, you're the best. We love DJ. Yay! validation it is a little weirder that she's just beating up pro wrestlers yeah but (laughs) i i genuinely didn't have as strong a reaction to it as i thought i would another important (laughs) detail that we haven't mentioned yet probably because we haven't gotten to that point in the episode uh the ring announcer of the mexican wrestling event is played by jeff davis and i think that's very important that we mention it it's wonderful he does a wonderful although i feel like we're getting off topic a bit Who are our other sad boy nominees? Oh, that's right. I forgot. (laughs) Who are the other sad boy nominees? I, um, we already discussed him a bit, but I want to put forth our boy, Bobby Popko. I think, yeah, I think that's a valid, uh, a valid choice. We can say that. He spends his time getting his friend into bad situations and then has a horrible plan. A very bad plan, yes. He says, we'll strap your phone to the dog's collar, and that way it'll look like you're moving around the house. And Jackson says, why can't you just have my phone and move around the house? And Popko says, do you want 
do you want to be the one to tell the dog that he's not part of the plan? And also, Popko, it was you know <laughs> he didn't he didn't want to do it because Popko wasn't moving around the house. He was too busy taking a ninety minute shower in their bathroom. That's right in California during the drought. <laughs> Fucking Popko. Um, so yeah. So I I feel like there's nobody else who's super sad. I I do have one nominee. Go ahead. And I just kind of wanted to bring him up real quick. I want to bring up Matt as uh, in contention for this. He's there for one scene. He's like, hey, DJ, check it out. This dog ate a kid's homework. And then DJ's just like, I, Matt, I got to go find my son. I do. <laughs> <laughs> Matt, I don't have time for your stupid games. I have to find my son. <laughs> don't you understand, Matt? <laughs> I need to find my boy. He means everything to me. My boy has been lost to Popko. But yeah, just he, he comes in and has, says one joke and it gets completely ignored. I do like, she shows Matt a video of Jackson being an idiot and injuring himself at Popko's house. And Matt says like, awesome. That's true. And then explains to DJ that DJ has to get used to the fact that she has three boys and they're probably going to be idiots. Yeah, as as someone mm-hmm. who grew up as the oldest of three boys, I can confirm Matt's got a point. Mm. And by the way, I am paraphrasing there, but that's not me making fun of the line. That's almost the line and it's very good. Yeah, it, it, it's it's <laughs> very good and very very true. We are all idiots. Such idiots. Oh my god. These two have to put up with me all the time. I'm an idiot. That's my literal catchphrase. There was one night we were hanging out and Zach spontaneously <laughs> said, I'm an idiot, like seven times. Yeah, because I'm an idiot. I, I, don't, I don't understand. Like, we, we've gotten to this point. We already know. This is obvious. I'm an idiot. Anyways. Do we want me to summarize? Yeah, let's, let's summarize. Okay. Yes. So first off, we have inserts herself into her daughter's teenage dance group. And is very hurt when her daughter doesn't want to do her weird dance. But then is validated mm-hmm. in the end. We have injures himself all the time doing stunts with his bad friend. <laughs> and also risks the life of his uh, younger brother. Although, I will say, in Jackson's not-so-sad column, apparently he has the superpower to transform into an adult man. That is <laughs> true. That is true. That is true. If only we got to see more of that in the series. Yeah. Just a real idiot who gets his friend into bad situations and has just a really weird, bad plan. And then mooches off of his friend and uses his shower. And then we have Matt, which I'm not... I'll, I'll be honest, I'm not completely clear on what makes him so sad in this episode. But, like, I feel ya. <laughs> we got Matt. He had to find his way onto the leaderboard at some point. Might as well be now. Alright, uh, who wants to start off the voting? I I can vo- I'm voting Kimmy. Okay. Me too. Well, okay, here was my knock against Kimmy, is that I feel like she gets validated in the end, and I feel like that's not the mark of a true sad boy, so I was gonna vote for Jackson, but it seems as though I've been outvoted here. Well, Zach, here's the thing. I did think of that, but is it more sad to learn your lesson and grow and change as a human being or to stay in a state of denial repeating doomed to repeat your bad sad behavior you know what you've con- you've you know what you've convinced me yes 
she she's validated. You've convinced me, ladies and gentlemen. Our sad boy of the week, Yay! Jimmy Gibbler, joining the ranks. I also want to mention it's we called it the sad boy of the week because we were inspired by characters such as Fernando and Steve and all that. I also want to point out, uh, for every episode except the first one, the sad boy of the week has been a girl. Gender equality in the sad boy rankings. I know, I know. We love our sad girls. We love our sad girls. Yes, we, we do. love our sad girls. We may need. We love our sad girls. I'm just saying this because we may need to rename the segment. Well, no. Well, no, no, no. All right, that, that's fair. Good. That's fair. Yeah, that, that's fair. So, I mean, sad boy of the week rolls off the tongue so much better. And like, you know, sad boy, it's not specifically boys. Sad, we love our sad girls, we love our sad boys, but sad boy is really just like, it's the term we use that ties everything together. It's not gendered. It's one word, it's sad boy. It's not a, it's not a gendered thing. Exactly. It's a sad boy. And by the way, I, I love our female representation on the sad boy leaderboard, but I think knowing how things progress and as the series moves forward, I think we're going to have a lot more sad boy boys as time goes on. Yeah. I I just I thought it was something that uh I thought it was something that uh was worth pointing out. It is. It you know the most of the main cast is female. That's and true. And so in these earlier episodes, we got to build them up. We got to develop their characters. We got to develop their sadness. Establish their characters. And you know to establish their characters, we got to establish their sadness exactly. so they can grow and grow out of their sadness. And make way for more sadness. Yeah, in the form exactly. Of their very sad boys. Our very sad men. But yeah, so they go to Lucha Kaboom. Lucha Kaboom. Max has a full like King Haguarito outfit, which is the name of the wrestler. And this was my favorite thing. They they have a costume contest, and Max wins yes. the costume contest. I was gonna bring this up because he's the only one who apparently knew what King Haguarito looks like. <laughs> there are three people. Max has a pitch perfect costume. Yeah. Likely, my bet is that that's because the costume department for Fuller House made both of the costumes. Probably. And there are two other guys who just look nothing like King Huagarito. Yeah, it, it's just like an old dude and like a very scrawny, like 16 year old boy. And they're wearing like leopard print stuff, but it's not yeah, the costume. Exactly. And then, you know, obviously Max, obviously Max wins. I mean, I, I will argue in their favor that uh, Max clearly just got his costume from a store yeah. where, I mean, I think even Stephanie says, they say that Stephanie got the costume for him, whereas the others clearly made their costumes. They thought of it creatively. Yeah, Mark, are you, are you trashing the name of these good cosplayers? Of are, are, Mark, do you hate cosplayers? I, you know me, I love cosplayers. I I'm I famously I love cosplayers. Oh, you heard that? I don't I don't have any more to that joke. Um, but I did want to say, you mentioning Stephanie got him the King Huagarito. I can't say it. King Huagarito. King Huagarito. You mentioning Stephanie getting him the costume reminds me. This is in a scene where Stephanie tells Ramona, "I got." your troop a spot performing at lucha kaboom and max i got you a king huagarito costume and kimmy who's mad at stephanie because her daughter thinks stephanie is cool and not her Mm -hmm. makes fun of stephanie and says oh i'm so pretty i'm so great and then says look at me i'm stephanie i have such big boobs and then does an extended (laughs) like big boobs bit (laughs) where she's like 
shaking her which, chest. Which, honestly, I'll point that out as another reason that she is the sad boy of the week. Boob envy. That is a big moment of compensation. Yeah, the boob envy really ties it over the top. Fuller House is a show about body issues. Harrison just did the little shimmy action that Kimmy does when she's making fun of Stephanie. I just need you to point that out. I know this isn't a visual medium, <laughs> um, but this is important. Mm-hmm. Anyways, um, I do want to point out, though, that after Max wins the costume contest, uh, King Hagorito comes up to him and uh, he's like, you're my favorite wrestler ever. You're small, but you're uh, really strong. And I was really hoping that like he, the wrestler would respond and be like, Max, you know, I'm I'm very self-conscious about my height, right? <laughs> <laughs> Why would you do that? I'm very self-conscious about that. Well, you know, they got, they can't go all the way with the body issues content. But no, he goes into like this inspiring speech. He's like, I may be small, but I have the ability to take down anyone who goes against me. Which is like, yeah, sure. But like, come on. Well, of course, King Huagrito uh, comes back later to help them defeat the, uh, the Lord of Shadows. Yes. Mm-hmm. It's all building right. to that. Yeah. It's it's the final battle. That's their CW's Crisis on Infinite Earths. Yeah. I, I do want to point out we've seen yeah. most of this episode. We have not finished the series before making this podcast, but yeah. that's our prediction for what happens in the final We're episode. We're like five episodes short of finishing the series, but they've been yeah. dropping hints about the Lord of Shadows, King of Ravens. Exactly. But yeah, DJ comes in. Uh, after the the chickens start messing with her boy, and one other thing, the the one like actually interesting piece of IMDb trivia from this is that uh, there was no stunt double. DJ did all her own stunts. Wait, really? What? Yeah, I saw her face, but I thought that they were just yeah. hiding it or something. No, like, wow. This, it says despite a stunt woman being provided to take her place in the wrestling scenes, Candice Cameron Bure opted to perform all of her own stunts in the episode. Fucking, oh my god, she yeah. was fucking she was great. great. I know. Fucking MVP, Candace Cameron Bure. That was like actually kind it was actually like kind of impressive. I like actually want to clap. I, it's like Yeah, I'll clap to wow, that. Wow, I'm legitimately god you damn. read that and my eyes just burst open. I know, yeah. I I saw you immediately. Both of you were just like, what? But yeah, no, that's that was insane. Like she did all her own stunts. She does like actual wrestling moves. Yeah, like she clearly like is a very physically able person. Like she's a dancer. She does. She's able to do this. Really well done. Well done. And um, yeah, she comes in. She beats up all those those no good chickens who uh shame who brought shame upon her son. Those adult men beating up her teenage son. Yes. <laughs> Sorry, I just I didn't even think of it that way. And then Jeff Davis <laughs> is just earning that paycheck. I think at one point you pointed out that, like, you can see him, like, running around in the corner of the screen. Yeah, there's one point where, like, it's, like, a shot of DJ and, like, all the wrestling stuff happening. And just in the background, because it's, like, a shot of the ring and there's, like, the crowd and stuff behind there. And there's, like, a little hallway and you can see Jeff Davis just running through the hallway. I just thought it was really funny. Just a minor detail. But we love Jeff Davis. We love Jeff Davis on this podcast. I, it was It was fun to concentrate on that. Just, I think the only thing we haven't really discussed is at the very end, there's a very emotional moment where uh, DJ is talking to Jackson and saying, you're so much like your dad. He took risks too, but it was his job and he was careful about it. And I just, I worry about you because I love you. And um, 
thought that was nice. I, I kind of zoned out. I think a part of me was like, this could be... Eh, never mind. It was a good oh, movie. I, I, I like turned away because Mark made a very good joke at that moment when we were, when we were rewatching the episode and I thought he was going to make it again. And I was just preparing oh, myself You want for me it. to make the joke? You want me to make the joke again? Okay. But I, I also do want to mention before that uh, DJ wins. Jeff Davis announces her as... I forget the name. Does someone remember the name that she has? It's uh, Mamacita, Mamacita de Amor. She says she's a mother who loves her son. So she's the mother it's of love. It's the same moment as in the first Spider-Man movie. <laughs> What's your name? I'm the human spider. <laughs> yes. Everybody give it up for Spider-Man. That's our spinoff for the episode. DJ's going to start fighting crime as Mamacita de Amor. Yes. Yes. I'm, I'm I, I like how in 50% of the spinoffs, I've made it so that they're fighting crime. It's a very entertaining concept. <laughs> Every show should be about somebody fighting crime. I also do want to mention, though, that um, at the end of the episode, it is revealed that uh, DJ was offered a contract, a one-year yeah. contract. Yes. And uh, apparently she turns it down because, mm-hmm. you know, she's all about that money and that Mexican wrestling business. It doesn't, uh, doesn't really pay. Doesn't pay the bills. She's a single mother, you know. She's all, and she already has a successful career as a veterinarian. Um, but she and Jackson have this have this very tender moment, and DJ says, "says You're just so much like your dad." I worry, and I said, "I worry that you're gonna die in a fire too." <laughs> we lost our shit. But she didn't say. I just I want to be clear. She didn't actually say that. I said that. We lost it when you said that because I was not expecting you to just come out swinging during an emotional scene. Props to you on that one. That's kind of where the speech was going, though, right? I I worry about you because oh, you're so much like your dad. And their dad died and was a firefighter. So my mind said, yeah, I'm worried you're going to die in a fire. <laughs> Tyler has pointed out Spider-Man avenged the death of Uncle Ben by catching his killer. Does that mean Mamacita del Amor? We'll catch fire? This is also a Hunger Games crossover. Yeah, I was going to say, it's like, uh, it, that's what the second <laughs> movie in the Hunger Games series should have actually been. DJ catching fire. So we have another we have another spinoff, which will give us infinite ammo for when we pitch all of them to the producers of this show. Yes, Netflix, I hope you're watching, because we're giving you ideas for free. Like, please use our ideas. They're gold. Are we doing it for free? I don't want to do this for well, free. Okay, yeah. if we're pitching this idea. I, I want to be. I want that. I want to be rolling in that dough. Not, well, no, we're giving them. The, we're giving them the ideas for free. The rest of our emotional labor. Emotional labor. I did not mean to say emotional labor. Physical labor, which I get. I don't know if that. Were, I don't know if that's better. The rest of our labor uh, comes out of price. Our our people will get in contact with your people. We better get at least a story credit. You know. Hollywood's a tough business. Exactly. Um, anyway, the only other thing about the episode that I wanted to mention was we've asked a number of times, who's the Kimmy Gibbler? Is it Fernando? Which I think we settled on. It's kind of Fernando, um, which I mm-hmm. still agree with. But, it, yeah. it, later but on this is, episode yeah. does have an exchange where DJ says, you know, why do you have to keep hanging out with that pop go? And Jackson says, he's my Kimmy Gibbler. And then Popko walks in having taken a shower. For the past hour and a half. Yeah. Yeah. He, he very much in the fashion of Jimmy Gibbler, just, you know, living there. 
Which means that in 10 to 20 years, we're going to have a spinoff where Jackson's wife dies, obviously. And Popko moves in. Popko and Max move in to help him raise his three daughters. And it just goes all full circle. And Tommy's over in New York taking over Michelle's fashion empire. Wait, so is the Tanner Fuller whatever clan just plagued by by spouse deaths? I'm I'm sure there's a prophecy involved. It's a it's it's very much yeah. like Oedipus, um, and it's <laughs> it's it's very much in the style of Greek tragedy. Yes, yes, it's a curse upon their family prophesied by the oracle. Of San Francisco. Yes, the Oracle of San Francisco, the Golden Gate Bridge itself. What? I don't know. <laughs> I like how that was just pure word association. <laughs> San Francisco, Golden Gate Bridge, I got it. I mean, let's, okay, but what's the first shot of every episode because of the intro of uh, Fuller House? That's right, the Golden Gate Bridge. I'm not saying you're you're wrong for associating the Golden Gate Bridge with San Francisco. Are, you're going to look at me and you're going to tell me that the Oracle of Fuller House is not the Golden Gate Bridge? I'm saying it's it's a little odd to say the Oracle of San Francisco just is the Golden Gate Bridge. Why not? Why not? It's the bridge. Although we're building this urban fantasy world together, so... Who knows? I mean, this all, of course, ties into the fight against the Lord of Shadows. Exactly. Right. Yeah. But Zach, like, what about other San Francisco landmarks? Are there other competing oracles like Alcatraz? And and the mono... No, the keep mo- going, keep going. Wait, keep going. The, 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 what's it called? The streetcar? What's another know. San Francisco <laughs> San Francisco. Harrison naming San Francisco landmarks for another hour. <laughs> Clearly, I need to brush up on my San Francisco history and, uh, and, and information. Well, boys, good time, boys, sad boys alike. Yep. Well, uh, to all to all boys, good time, boys, sad boys, all of our listeners out there. Oh, but one boy, I have a message for one boy in particular. Yes, we do have our message for one boy in particular, and that is, of course, Juan Pablo de Pache. Juan Pablo de Pache, please come on our show. We know you weren't in this episode. But that's okay. It doesn't mean we love you any less. And in fact, it just means we want your presence even more, especially on this podcast. Absence makes the heart grow fonder. Yes. Please come on our podcast. We will not stop begging you until you come on this podcast. You can never get rid of us. My heart is is throbbing for some Juan Pablo de Pache. Exactly. Well, boys, uh, that concludes another episode of the Fullest House podcast. If you like what you heard right here, you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Fullest House Pod. Once again, I'm Zach Horowitz. I'm Mark Green. And I'm Harrison Bloom. And until next time, may your houses be fuller, and may we see you next Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Good night, everybody. Mm-hmm.